0: Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by GW District. This is a marketplace for minority-owned businesses to get their merchandise to you. You can Go to shopgwdistrict.com or go to your app store and pull up GW District's app for all the merchandise. Check it out. My guest today is the president of Friends of Lancaster, a nonprofit organization in Fort Worth, Texas, that feeds and clothes the homeless. Find all of their information at friendoflancaster.org or you can email them directly at friendsoflancasterfw at gmail.com. Also on Facebook at Friends of Lancaster Nonprofit. Check it out. Give it up for Cat. Thank you all for being here.
1: Let's start the show.
0: I'll either use that or I won't. And now we're doing. <laughs> and the we podcast. can redo it if we want. Well, I I'm sweating. See what it does to me. I know. Um, So I was working on this video. It's a promotional for my sponsor, mm. and I'm like, I need to put a little more into this. So I was like, Well, I'll sit down with Cat, and we'll talk
1: about Friends of Lancaster
0: and the the new sponsor. So, yay. Anyway, so I got to work on that when I get home. Yeah, tell me about your plans again. You had some stuff going on this weekend.
1: Yes, so um, me and my son—it's back to school. Right, they're back at normal time, so August twentieth in Weatherford. So really excited for that. So we're going to go shopping. Yeah, I've never been more excited about back to school shopping. He mentioned new kicks. Yeah, he's he wants to get new kicks because you know he's fifteen and that's (laughs) what kids are into. Boys are into these days. Are they calling them kicks? I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to be cool, I think. <laughs> I was
0: getting my hair cut before I came here. I went, had to look good for you. <gasps> oh, and, well, thank uh, you. You're welcome. The the lady doing my hair, she uh, said the kids in Weatherford are, are uh, going to be doing a weird schedule. It's like some are going on Monday, Wednesday, and some are going on Thursday, Friday.
1: I have not heard that yet. Uh-uh. I know that tonight online they're doing a... Um, I don't know. For all the parents and stuff, they're doing something online live. Right. So maybe just to give us more information. Yeah. So I have not heard that yet. Yeah. But you never know because they might decide the day before. Hey, oh by the way, we're just not even going to go back to school. Let's wait till September. But what's just today?
0: August ninth, August tenth. So you got yeah. a few days to prepare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully um, we'll we'll stay on it, but we'll see as as they give us more information, especially with school bus, you know, transportation and. We'll see how that works out. Is there
0: a bus that goes from here all the way to Weatherford?
1: No. So my son actually lives because of the school district because mm-hmm. I'm here in Fort Worth. We moved him... Um, to his dad's, okay. when he went into sixth grade, because uh-huh. of the school district here in Fort Worth, um, so it's a lot better in Weatherford, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Yeah. So we we moved him out there, so he lives out there. So luckily, he does not have to drive in the morning okay. all the way to Weatherford from here. How does he get there? Walk? <laughs> he, no, his. They has a bus that comes and picks him up. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Buses were fun. That was a. Uh, there's there's a lot of memory stored up there from childhood of riding those.
1: Big ugly buses I was lucky We lived Close to our school elementary uh. and junior high so growing up i either walked or i had older sisters because mm-hmm. i'm the baby and i'm the favorite and <laughs> um, they would love to hear me say that <laughs> but uh anyways but they always drove me or my parents did so i didn't never have to worry about so you never us. rode a bus i did because i was in athletics growing up so but i did when we were going to games but those were all your friends yeah exactly we had fun
0: if you're riding the bus to school those are not your friends yeah and this is kind of a developmental thing that you have to go through as a child riding a bus and a confined space with like weird people that don't like you. <laughs> That's why you've got the, the buses kind of chopped up in sections. you got the, the guys that end up in prison or the military, they sit at the back of the bus. Is
1: right? that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, i got to see if my kid sits at the back of the bus. They're <laughs> like, son, you can't sit back there.
0: The cool kids sit in the middle I think. Okay. And then the, uh, the high needs
1: uh, sit up front? Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I, was, I guess I was a goody two-shoes. I just sat up front all the time. I you thought I, I wanted were, to hang out with the, well, the front of the bus. I was because I wanted to hang out with the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a brown noser a teacher's too. <laughs> pet. Were
0: you a teacher's pet?
1: Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, it's all adding up. Yeah. I went to uh, the lower grade levels whenever we lived in uh, Midland. And the way they had the school set, so I don't know, this might be regular across the board, but they would take the kids that lived on the north side of town and they would bus them to the south side of town. And then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I guess, to make sure that nobody felt like there was any kind of disparity between the different schools broken up by location. Yeah. So they said, you know what? We'll take people from way over there and we'll put them down there and just mix them all up. That way nobody can complain. Right. So.
1: Well, I've heard that they've done that, you know, equal opportunity stuff, yeah. stuff, you know.
0: But there's ways around it. You just move the kids to where you want them to go to school. and
1: That's kind of what we did. <laughs> I mean, like Nick's elementary my son his elementary was like a nine out of a ten Mm -hmm. his middle school was gonna be like a two out of a ten and I don't know it I mean it the parents, the school that they were going, he was going to go to for junior high. The parents had horror stories, so yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> um, just you know, fights and this and that. So um, that's why we moved him. And thank God, for his sure. dad lived in Weatherford, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I graduated out in Mineral Wells. Okay, you know, I was born and raised um, in Irving for the majority of my life, but um, finished out high school with my mom in mm-hmm. Mineral Wells, good old country town. I'll <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, but my Fort Worth is my happy medium. I can't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a hoity doity Dallas girl, yeah. even though I was raised in Irving, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not a you know country bunking either. But that's why I love Fort Worth because you get you know kind of the fast you know of the big city, but yeah. still that country family feel. Yeah, so um, that's why I'm here.
0: People aren't so uh, terrified walking around on the streets of Fort Worth to say hi.
1: No, and and this is what's great. Like I've gone to like restaurants downtown, and um, you know, they sit at the bar waiting for you to get seated. And um, I've talked to plenty of people, and they're mm-hmm. uh, asked where they're from, you know, normal conversation, and they're like, "I'm from Dallas." Like I come over here to eat because I like the people, you <laughs> You know, yeah. I actually have conversations with people, and like you know, eating alone in Dallas. Yeah.
0: So I've heard people refer to it as the, the biggest small town or whatever. But I mean, as far as large cities go to, and I've, I've traveled quite a bit, um, it's, it's the only city that's like that, like big urban city. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's one of the smaller urban cities, but maybe that's what makes it what it is, or at yeah. least part of it.
1: And, you know, recently, uh, me and some girlfriends, we went to, to Vegas just to kind of get out. And, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we crushed a wedding. It was fun. <laughs> it was classic. Um, Got <laughs> free food. You're going to have to go into that. <laughs> oh, you know, I will. My girls and I, we just, we're just, we had a blast though because we couldn't do really anything because of the COVID. Yeah. So we went swimming at the hotel and, you know, hung out at the pool and mm-hmm. went out to eat, you know, but really couldn't do a whole lot. And I don't gamble. So, mm-hmm. um, that was not a thing. I did not spend one penny yeah. on gambling. And um, so But uh, what was my point of telling? Okay, so uh, there in Vegas, I think it's really funny because they require masks and mm-hmm. stuff, but then you see people walking down the street mm-hmm. wearing like Band-Aids over their you know right, chest right, right. and just like barely like having any clothes on at all yeah. you know and it's just like wow what do I, they call that Fremont Street or whatever I don't know strip
0: I can't remember either but there there's like I was asking my brother cuz he'd been there um we we went uh I don't know October or September last year and uh like you're talking about people just basically nude
1: yeah i know it just blew standing, my mind
0: standing in a square right uh-huh. And I was asking him, like, what do you have to do to get a square like that? Do you have to pay the city? It does... And therefore, the city approves you to do this? Like, let really? hey, your square do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. I never looked into it, but it was just really weird. Like, they, they had some real estate, and I don't know if they just showed up in the morning. And they're like, all right, this is my square. But, I mean, the squares all look the same size, so it looked to be regular. Maybe you have to have
1: permits or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Because those people make money out on the street. I mean, I was walking out of a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and these two girls walk up to me, and they're like, can you you want to take a picture with us? And I was like, oh, yeah." this is right. I was like, oh, they think I'm amazing. They want (laughs) to take my picture. Okay, girls, I will allow it, you know.
0: I I know how this story ends, by the way
1: and they're like <laughs> afterwards after I, I I allowed them to take a picture with me mm-hmm. they were like well we work for tips and I'm like uh me too <laughs> <That's> <laughs> didn't great. you want a picture with me mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways but yeah they those... they do they rub up on, run up on you and that's how they make their money though so just beware anybody that goes Sh- to yeah. Vegas
0: surely I mean, I, nobody gave me a warning surely it's not the same two girls but um We had two girls run up on us with, I don't even know what you call that get up, like the big feathers. Yes,
1: exactly. That's exactly. I have the picture
0: of it. Yeah, I've got one too. And they did the same thing. And I knew there was a, I knew there was going to be some type of scam here, right? And uh, so after they took the picture with us and they were super, you know, nice and yeah, we want to take a picture with you and all that. I'm like, "Mm, okay. And then afterwards, yeah, we work for tips and I'm like, I don't have any cash on me. (laughs) And my brother was like, he pulled out his wallet. They cleaned him out because he's, hes you know, he's a really nice guy. And he didn't want to be in a negative situation. But they weren't happy. Like, he gave them both a 20. Oh. And then they were like, oh, you know, well, you know, that's the low end that we work for. And anyway, they cleaned him out. That's the end of the story.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I gave her, like, I gave one of them $5. I thought, man, they can split that, whatever. And then she's like, well, what about my friend, too? Uh-huh. And I'm like, mm, okay, fine. I couldn't give her, you know, any more. So I just gave her a five, two. So that was a $10 <laughs> picture. And I yeah. was thinking, man, I'd really love for y'all to pay me for mine. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it's a
0: uh, high pressure sales, like in its most pure form. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But, but also why I was out there and that was my point of this, uh, even bringing up Vegas is I met a gentleman and he's, he's also from Texas, San Antonio. And he was like, uh, so you're from Dallas. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm from Fort Worth. And he was like, I, he was like, <laughs> Oh, and it's, he goes, I've never, seen it? And he's like, it's the craziest thing. Y'all are forty-five, you know, minutes away from each other. Right. Y'all are so close, but y'all are so different. Yeah. And people from Fort Worth, like, really need you to know they're from Fort Worth and not Dallas. <laughs> well, it's what? the same thing with Dallas people. If you ask them,
0: you know, if you confuse them with Fort Worth, they'll be like, no, nope. no, 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 no. It, yeah. It's like uh you know, it's brother sister stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: We'd be there for him if anything happened, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but, you know, y'all are kind of way different. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and they get it. They come over here to have a nice, calm atmosphere, and we go there to rage and go to concerts.
1: Or spend, like, lots of money on a mill. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do that here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true.
0: I uh, shout out to uh, uh, Gillian from, I might have her name mixed up. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but she does the uh, Sober Powered podcast. And we've been talking a lot lately, and uh, her and me, and then Lucas Peterson with the uh, horrorful podcast. Um, I, we've we've got a date for an undetermined uh, date, or a yet set date, mm-hmm. and we're going to go to Lonesome Dove. Have you been to that place?
1: I have not. I've had friends that have gone.
0: Talk about spending money in Fort Worth. Really? Oh my God!
1: You're going to have to <laughs> let me know how that goes, and it's- if.
0: It's not prohibitively expensive, but if you if you're going in there to enjoy it, you mm-hmm. need to be ready to spend some money. I'm sure you could get like just an appetizer and a water and walk out of there with some money, but um, you're you're gonna want to try out the the good stuff. I, I was telling somebody I think I had kangaroo when I was there.
1: <laughs> you can eat baby kangaroo.
0: Hey, no one said baby. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: This was a That's full what grown, I think of when you say kangaroo. This was
0: a full-grown kangaroo, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was mean. It was mean. And it was okay. mean. It cheated on its taxes.
1: Okay, and well, would you put it that way? Then I'll, <laughs> and it's okay.
0: But it was delicious. <laughs>
1: was, it, was it really <laughs> Turns good?
0: Turns out mean kangaroos are the most tasty, yeah. I don't know. I don't no, know. it's it's an incredible, uh, it's an experience. Like, you, you go there to eat, but it's it's an experience.
1: Like, I don't even eat, like, deer. I know people say, well, you have to, you know, make it, the right way mm-hmm. and then i'll have somebody else make it and i'm just it's too gaming for me. i i can't eat it and i don't yeah. i don't enjoy it so i just i'm a steak girl yeah i well, love me some steak
0: the, the difference is they got steak down um deer you can't buy that in the grocery store right can't uh, get venison in the grocery store
1: oh don't, don't get me lying i don't know i, I don't, don't buy it can. i've
0: never seen it but <laughs> yeah i could be lying too um but i think the difference is you got to have somebody that knows how to process it know how to Put it together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I kind of steer, steer clear of it too. I've had people like, hey, you know, I uh, really want you to try this. You know, I had it, I killed it last season and had it processed, and I, I just want you to try it. And I'm like, mm, I'd like to, but I'm a vegetarian, which is an absolute lie.
1: <laughs> just, At that point, you became vegan.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, so here's the thing there's a, there's a uh, what do they call this thing? Uh, it's not a virus, it's not a bacteria, it's a prion. There's a prion, which is, I mean, it's a it's a different class of organism, mm-hmm. but like a virus or a bacteria. The only difference is you can't kill this with fire or freezing it. Or, And uh, before anybody panics and stops eating deer meat, I don't know what I'm talking about. But this is a thing. And I don't know how big of an issue it is. I don't think that it's such an issue like in this region. But there are parts of the country where if you shoot a deer, you need to have it tested for this prion. Because it can be in that meat and you don't want to eat it. Now it it does not actually affect humans right now, but kind of like coronavirus, um it made the leap from animals to humans or mm-hmm. whatever. The prion, right. if it ever does that, we're in big trouble because mm. you can't kill this thing. So, I don't eat deer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I definitely don't now.
0: Yeah, well don't don't listen to me, do your own research because I mean you can you can read up on it and, you know, experts will tell you you know exact polar opposite versions of what i just said oh yeah i'm just everybody has an opinion and you know it's silly of me to be hyper vigilant about this one abstract thing and not uh pork or beef because there's tons of stuff in that crap too i mean Mm -hmm. anytime you're eating another animal you're putting yourself at at risk at Mm -hmm. at some level of risk so
1: (laughs) yeah i guess that's why a lot of people you know they rave about organic stuff and i'm just uh And, you know, with their chickens, and I get it, they don't have hormones or whatever in them to, you know, and a lot of preservatives and things like that. Well, I worked,
0: or I'm sorry, I I have a friend that worked for um, one of the large uh, chicken and meat places, and I won't use their name, Mm -hmm. because this is a podcast. (laughs) But he was telling me, um, you know, it's funny that they put hormone-free on anything, because it's... You, you can't be FDA approved. You can't sell your stuff in stores if it has hormones in it, I think. Or you think some kind of additive anyway, it's whatever I'm trying to think of, the uh the, the stickers you get on your meat that say like no non HMA or no non GMO, non hormones, stuff like that, I think that's kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as people are like, Oh, I want chicken without hormones they're like okay cool we'll put a sticker on it because none of them have hormones or whatever and i'm an idiot i don't know what i'm talking about but basically all the meat's the same Uh, if if it has a special label on it then you're you're pretty much paying for that label i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: yeah that, it's crazy. You get organic it's more expensive, and it's just like, man, I'm trying to feed a boy here a fifteen year old teenager I mean he is expensive yeah. for groceries a week, so not only do i mean I can't afford organic that mm-hmm. would be that would be um like five hundred dollars a week just yeah. to just to feed this teenager of mine. Yeah.
0: Well, we all need to move out to our own land and start raising our own cattle and growing our own vegetables, and that's the only way you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they come out with stuff all the time. They're like, oh, you shouldn't eat this because of this, or you shouldn't eat that because of that. I can, Somebody I comes right back and said, yeah, no, that's all fine.
1: So. I'm so not a farmer. <laughs> I like would kill it, kill the whole crop. Why? You know, because I'm just not good at it. Well, I mean, if you can't even the keep the tomato plant do, in the backyard alive. Move it to the front yard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so right. you
0: mentioned Mineral Wells. Um, we're up there quite a bit uh, with my day job, and uh, that place is just, it's exploding. And I've been going to Mineral Wells for their state park for a long time, mm-hmm. and I never thought anybody would ever pay attention to the little bitty tiny community, but it's crazy how much and how quickly they're expanding.
1: Well, and you know the Baker Hotel. I know. I've been they're trying to remodeling it and redoing it.
0: So talk to the people that are... So apparently it's a, a group of investors, right? And I tried to get it. I did get a hold of somebody uh, up there, and I I asked them to come on the podcast and
1: talk about it because I'm interested. Oh, it is so to cool. know what's going on in there. Yeah, see, one in your backstory. So my mom, mm-hmm. when she was being raised, my grandfather was a musician, and he okay. when back when Baker Hotel and back then everybody would come and for the mineral water right. because it was healing mm-hmm. and so my mom lived in the baker hotel when she was younger What um yeah because he was a musician awesome. and so for the musicians playing at the bands at night for all these fancy rich hollywood people right. you know they would they would give a hotel room to mm-hmm. them so my mother and my grandmother and her sisters and my grandfather all stayed there mm-hmm. and so she has real I mean real stories, and I've done the tour before back in the day when I was younger right and uh, with my mom and she was able to show me the hotel room the room that they stayed in mm-hmm. and everything now I'm not sure that i mean I know definitely not now they're not doing any tours because no. they're doing the remodel, right. but you know how once the ghost advent- adventures came and did their episode you did you know that what was it called ghost what ghost adventures? Hey,
0: before we go any further, for the people that are listening and don't know about the Baker Hotel... Oh, no, that's fine. Cat <laughs> just hit the table, and I told her earlier, I was like, don't touch the table. <laughs>
1: I'm just sorry, I just touched it. So the, uh,
0: in Mineral Wells, there's this place called the Baker Hotel, and from, I think, the... 40s or so up until probably the 70s that Mm -hmm. place was really hot and you had like Elvis and Mm -hmm. anybody that really had a name back then would come to the hotel for the mineral waters and
1: bathe in it because it was supposed to be healing
0: right right one of those woo woo things right Mm -hmm. yeah so and then at some point it was either condemned or completely just closed off to the public right Mm -hmm. and that's that's where the show comes in that you were about to bring yes, up. Yes,
1: Ghost Adventures. Okay, I so, hadn't heard of that show. Yeah, so if I'm saying it right, I think it is. Forgive me. No, 100%. I 100%. That's, that's the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody coming after me because I said it wrong. Yeah. But uh, they came and did their episode mm-hmm. and proved, or I won't say proved, but there was evidence and they believe uh-huh. that it is haunted. Well, of course it is. It's an and, old building. Yeah, and so <laughs> they had... That's when a lot more people started coming, and they did like ghost tours and all this stuff. So that's pretty much what has been happening in there until they finally got these investors. Now, years ago, when I was in high school, I won't say years; I mean, just it's just been a hot minute. I'm not going to lie, half a hot minute, (laughs) a half a hot minute. um, You know, not too long ago when I was high school, they uh, actually had uh, investors come in like they do now. Um, And they paid money for these, this company, I'm not sure of it to go in and start the remodel. Okay. Well, these contractors went in there, took all like the marble and everything and just pretty much gutted it for Mm. like the copper and stuff like that and didn't do anything.
0: Oh my God. They robbed them.
1: Yeah. And so that's and and of course that was before the ghost adventures and everything when they originally had tried to remodel it That's and terrible. open it up. So and then that fell through. So again, this has been a A a battle. I'm just so so excited to see even the plans of it. Me and my girlfriends, girls holler out from '99. (laughs) I just want y'all to know we're gonna have like our class reunion there for sure because it looks so cool. Like they're redoing the ballrooms. Where are these plans at? um, There, I'm online and I forget the name of it, but because you know I'm from Mineral Wells, there's a page. It's Mineral Wells Index is the newspaper there. Okay. Um, but there's also another page, and it's based on for the Baker Hotel. I, I couldn't quote it, so I don't know. That's okay. But we can, we can look it up later. Okay. Um, but, but it's out there. But it's out there. And they they post pictures of, you know, the progress of mm-hmm. the remodel. That's And, awesome. you know, their plans and what they want to do and drawings. I wonder if they're already... reserving people for rooms i would be i I know i don't even know exactly how many rooms if they're going to do all of the floors Mm -hmm. i'm not real sure if they're just doing partial but i know it'll be opened up for like you know events when is the opening day they have not stated that those okay i know but i'm like that's what i want to do though i want to get a group of us instead of you know and and go there
0: and well uh, if i Shout out to anybody that knows somebody involved with this process, because I've been trying to get a hold of somebody that will, you know, give us a little sit down time. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe when they open up, we could even do a Fort Worth Roots episode from one of the rooms and just tell ghost stories. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. So I don't know something though. I'm I'm intrigued with it, just the history of it, mm-hmm. and uh, the way I found out about it. I actually I needed a break. I was I don't know putting an an ungodly number of hours with work. And one weekend I was just like, I don't care. I have to leave. I'm going to get on my Harley and I'm going to ride out to the state park and I'm just going to camp for a couple of days. A lot of
1: people know it for state park.
0: Yeah. So I got out there and uh, at some point I needed something from in town. So I left my campsite, got on the Harley, went into town and you know I didn't have anywhere to be. So I just kind of drove around Mineral Wells for a minute on the Harley Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I'm going down whatever street that is um
1: 180
0: It's not 180. It's if you take a right right after Baker, like one 281? Of st- okay. So I turned down that street. Are are you I, talking about a highway street or are you, like, it probably was 281. Okay. So I take a right and I'm going down that street and I just see people dressed up in like Sunday's best clothes and hmm. they're just walking around and I'm like what is going on? It looked like maybe a concert or something had just let out, but like a Christian-based concert. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they I'm, do
1: stuff down there all the time yeah
0: so i noticed that as i'm going up the street and i i think i was like okay there's nothing left mineral wells is over so let me turn around i turned around and there's more people and i'm like okay what the hell's going on i take a left like i, I follow the the crowd i go around the corner stalker i had to know <laughs> right and they're all just kind of gathering around that hotel and i mean there must have been a hundred people out there and i i, I i was like i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here because this looks kind of creepy so i left and i i stopped off at a gas station and i asked the, the clerk i'm like what is going on down there by that big old building and they're oh the baker hotel sure oh they're doing the ghost walk see and so i guess every once a month or once a week or something people get together and just walk the streets in their best clothes
1: yeah the history you know the crazy water uh hotel is over there too
0: I've seen the Crazy Water sign. What's that about?
1: Okay, so there is. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's a thing. It's mineral water. Okay. Um, and they sell it. It's mm-hmm. called Crazy Water. Okay. And, um, but there's a Crazy Water hotel. Oh. That's the original hotel. Okay. And then Baker was built. Oh, and imposters. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's on the, uh, it's on the, it's... Baker Hotel. It's on the back side. Okay. I mean, um well, on there's another a sign. street. There's this crazy
0: water and there's this uh, arrow pointing yeah. down that street, so you I can, guess that's You can
1: go in out. there and get you some crazy water mineral water.
0: And is the hotel portion of that still open?
1: Now, this is the thing is, there is um one of the investors that uh I believe she's part of the Baker Hotel investors. Mm-hmm. Uh she owns Oh, my minerals. My mom is going to be so upset with me <laughs> for forgetting the name of her f- her store that she loves Uh down there um anyway there's a store but it's a lady that owned it she has gone down there and remodeled and bought out a lot of the her and her husband have bought out a lot of those stores okay and they've you know done mural murals and she bought i believe it's her i don't know who else um but they also bought the crazy water hotel and are in the process i'm not sure if it's done mm-hmm. remodeling it and they're going to open it up for events and cool venues and like window or for weddings and i don't know if they're going ha- to used after crazy water hotel was shut down on the hotel side it was an old old folks home yeah a retirement home i believe and mm-hmm. then they bought it out, and uh, it's not that anymore. So I'm not sure exactly if they're going to have apartments or condos, or I can't imagine a condo in Mineral Wells, Texas. But not right now. But you never know.
0: One day you're going to get to like the east side of Dallas or Mesquite, and you're going to be driving through DFW, and you're just never going to be able to get out of it because we're just expanding further mm-hmm. east and further west.
1: Well, and that's the thing is, uh, a lot of people they don't like the hustle and bustle of the big city, so right. there you see more of them going west. So yeah. we've got Fort Worth that, that was created, and people from Arlington are coming from Fort Worth. Fort Worth is going, and I mean, you look at Alito. Yeah, like that is like going like crazy out there. So and for then for those
0: of you that don't know, Alito is. Uh, just on the west side of fort worth it's a little bitty community and it's exploding just like every other little community around fort worth
1: i think alito people would be very offended that nobody would know who they are because they are known for their football well
0: (laughs) i i didn't know about alito until about a year ago yeah really i had never heard of it
1: are you born and raised in abilene abilene yeah okay (laughs) That's your problem. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I'm no. kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Abilene. <laughs> we love you. So tell us about uh, Friends of Lancaster. Okay. That's the reason we brought Kat here today. Was oh, tell us man. about this uh, charity. Man, I, okay, so Friends of Lancaster nonprofit, we go out once a month mm-hmm. here in Fort Worth off Lancaster Street and right. feed the homeless. Okay. Um, I've been doing this for the last three years, um, being a leader of it, and I've got a board of directors. Now you're the president yes i mean if you want to say that i mean this is official president title right here. <laughs> president <laughs> <laughs> i hate to, i hate tooting my own horn there it's very prestigious you should tell everybody <laughs> and now you have and now i have and now you know <laughs> so uh we meet here at my home and okay. uh, we do care packages um we make our main dishes different every month so we could have turkey sandwiches we could have hot dogs um one time we did soup you know when it was cold and Mm -hmm. hot cocoa um we also sort we we don't do the clothing items but we do do certain things like jackets socks underwear um and we got away from doing the clothes because it became way too much for us to handle uh, you know we're gonna put it all Exactly. You don't have a brick and mortar location, do you? You're no, no we don't. So we like I said we do it out of my home. So we've got it have an extra room that's full for all the toiletries and things that we do for care packages. We mm-hmm. also, you know, include our daily a daily devotional for them. Mm-hmm. Our mission is to spread the great news of Jesus Christ. I did um, see that. Um, so yeah, that, that, that that is our our main focus. So awesome. going out there and showing, you know, love like Jesus would and being able to provide them for some needs. Mm-hmm. Um, is is amazing, and my volunteers, man, just shout out to y'all. They come and they're they. I, it's one hundred percent donated. Awesome. Um, people bring and donate, you know, travel size stuff for the care package: shampoo, conditioner, washcloths, and they not only provide the this. These items, but they also come and spend their family time here on a Friday. I've even had first daters come. Yeah, first date. Hey, if
0: you're looking for an interesting first
1: date. And also, can you imagine, like, you know, I was the reason that, you know, somebody got married? Oh, love that. The president. Friends of Lancaster story. Up. I know. But I would love that. That is actually hot to me, To for a guy to be, like, all into serving the Lord yeah. and serving others. Yeah. That is a hot. That's just sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, but we, we're a fun group. I mean, we might have anywhere from, you know, 10 of us to 40 of us now yeah. it's, you know we've cut that down to 15 or less due to the covid you know right, but right. uh we come together we prepare the packages and everything we meet at six thirty. typically we'll do a devotional and then we'll load up the cars we organize them um just one might have the food the sandwiches the next might have the chips the next might have the shoes yeah. and so on and so forth because when we go out there we want to um i want every, I understand everybody 's different, like some sure. people are very comfortable talking and praying over people mm-hmm. like myself, <laughs> and some are shy and reserved and just want to be able to, just to provide them something right. so that 's why we put it in different cars and have a caravan that goes down there, so it gives them an opportunity um, to to meet and interact with different folks yeah. And so, um, yeah, our next outing is August twenty eighth. Okay, um, that's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, but we have to, like I said, we're having because of COVID. They didn't allow us to go out for several months. They had the homeless in the the convention center. Really, down there, and okay. yeah, I they didn't know that. Yeah, so this is the thing. Um, they had them at the convention center. They wouldn't allow any of us nonprofits to go out there during this time. Well. When we love is also a um, nonprofit, but uh-huh. he has a storefront down there, and he was being overwhelmed because everybody that does their nonprofit—I mean, people go out there on Fridays and Saturdays nights, and these homeless really rely. on um, that's how they get their meal for the day right. sometimes because you've got Union Gospel down there, and you've got um, a few other locations, but not all of them have the documentation um, or want to be in those shelters because of bed bugs or 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 whatever the rules so a lot of a lot of the homeless down there that are on the streets sleeping that you see they they rely on normal i say normal just little old body people like me and my my nonprofit organization to go out there and, and give them a meal so when they told us that we couldn't do that and police were actually you know down there and they weren't given tickets or anything right. but they were making sure that they were not five or more or, t- or a big group of them yeah. and they didn't want us down there because that would create them a group because when we stop on the side of the, uh, under the bridge lancaster bridge when we stop there man they just come out of the woodworks and come and and then you know are so happy to see us yeah so uh, back to it. so they went to the convention center they had them um, that's where they had the meals everything um When we love organization, we were giving all of our donations to them because we were not able to go down and provide. So, all anybody that had donations, we'd give it to them. The homeless was able to go into a shop and they were able, you know, to pick up stuff and get a bag and leave. Um, And so, I think it was last month was our first time to go back out there. Mm -hmm. And man, it really gave me. just faith and humanity again yeah. because with all all this craziness that's going on you need you see a lot of you know division and when you go down there they were so happy to see us yeah. they were like just running up and they're like they were like can I have a hug is that okay if I hug you <laughs> I'm okay. yes please give me more hugs so they were very happy and it was everybody from every walk walk of life coming out there and appreciated what we were doing for them. So when we went again for a second time back out there after they've lifted, you know, and they took him out of the convention center, they lifted it and, you know, Greg Abbott's come out. We had more freedoms, shall I say, you know, to be able to do stuff. So when we went um, again, this last month uh, at the end of the month, uh, it was, it was just as better. we prepare, before COVID, we were preparing for 400. After COVID, we, we decided, let's prepare for 50 right now. And then we'll see where everybody, because we weren't sure if they were going to be out
0: there. Talking about 50 homeless? 50,
1: yeah, 50 people. Okay. So 50 care packages, 50 sandwiches. And, and right now, we're doing it to to where we we were having sandwiches and one car chips in the next and they could go down the line. Yeah. Now, we're just pre-packaging it okay. so that you know they can just grab and go. Yeah. Um and so uh, what was that point of that I forget. Well, um, you said
0: there were uh, fifty packages put 50, together. Okay, so
1: fifty, and then we prepared for a hundred last month. Oh, Okay, man, we were out in no time at all, mm. and so we're gonna up, up it to one hundred and fifty, and so and, and just keep on keeping you know, up in it and maybe we get back to 400. But, uh, awesome. this was the first time I actually, this, when we went out that other people, other, I saw other nonprofits out there serving. Okay. And that was good. I was you good mentioned to see. that
0: it, it, uh, kind of restored your faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. So people from all walks of life, do you mean that there's, everybody's kind of checking their political crap at the door and working oh, together? Yes, that kind of absolutely.
1: Deal? I mean, that's not what we're about. Friends of Lancaster's is to love all, yeah. as they are and so when I say that is those homeless they may or may not know what's going on in the world <laughs> probably you know right? and and but they didn't care and it was you could be any they any color or whatever it didn't matter they were they saw that another human being was helping another human being. Right. And their arms opened and they just wanted a hug from right. that person. Yeah. They didn't see anything else. No bias at all. Yeah. Just love.
0: Well, they're and probably that, not plugged in like everybody else with social media and the mm-hmm. news, kind of corrupt and free thought. You know, they, like you said, just A to B. Right.
1: And when I go out there, I don't care if they remember my name. I don't care if they remember right. Friends of Lancaster. But if they remember jesus Mm -hmm. and his name and saw him in us and wanted to have a relationship with him because they wanted some of what we have Mm -hmm. um then i've done my job
0: you're not just talking chips and sandwiches no i'm not talking (laughs) chips and
1: sandwiches i'm talking love baby
0: Love. That's awesome. So where do y'all get most of your support? You said it's just from the people that are uh, actively volunteers, yeah. yeah.
1: So we're on we are on um Facebook okay. and that's Friends of Lancaster Nonprofit. All right. Uh, we have you know several people that can also donate through Zelle or um so for the listeners if
0: they did want to help support uh passing out meals to the homeless um delivering jackets and socks and underwear what would they need to do if they wanted to help out friends of lancaster
1: then go to our page like it Uh, we do post when we go out like i said our next one is going it's always on a friday it's either the third or fourth friday of the month i've got to get the rest of my board back together because we've got to do future dates we only had done to the end of the summer because we wasn't we weren't sure if we were going to get shut down again sure so, um, but when I get those dates, we always put them on Friends of or the Friends of Lancaster Facebook page so people can find the information there. And um, they can also, I put, uh, you know, okay, this event, I need you to RSVP because I'm limiting only 15 right, right now because I don't want everybody to be on top of each other and just trying to, you know be safe and make people feel safer i guess because everybody has an opinion and yeah, you know sure. and i just i want everybody to feel comfortable when they come so so
0: if somebody doesn't have maybe time to come out and actually put boots on ground support is there a way they could financially or just drop off food or drop off clothes? yeah
1: you can drop off anytime before 7 30 p.m at you know, my it's twenty four thirty three Encinita Lane. Okay, that's Fort Worth, Texas. You just and, put
0: your address out on the entire internet.
1: Um, it's already out there <laughs> <Okay>. and, uh, <laughs> on the web page, and it's already <laughs> well. I mean, that's where we conduct our business. Yeah. I mean, I don't have. I'm just a just a single mom. Okay. You just want to <laughs> spread the Lord's, you know, word and and give to others because I have such a. My, I've never been happier and well, we'll help you I out out any something. way we can.
0: So surely putting this out will, you know, i certainly didn't know about Friends of Lancaster until Tony told me. So shout out to Tony. Thank you. Buddy. Tony,
1: Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, yeah. Um, I'm glad he put us together so we yeah, could absolutely. get the word out for sure. But if people wanted to to donate financially, they can um, it's Friends of Lancaster at gmail.com. They can zell. That email address. Okay. Um, what's the other one called? <laughs>
0: um hey. If you hadn't asked me, I know. Because <sighs> well, I've used it. You know,
1: PayPal or not Pen Pal. PayPal,
0: PayPal. PayPal. Oh, That's one. PayPal. They can There's do There's another one. one too
1: that I use all the time, and I cannot remember the name of it. Through Zelle, I don't get fined though. I mean, or I don't get a charge. Yeah. You know how you get like that? Oh through yeah. Through PayPal, you get like you know, twenty cents, and they charge you, and they charge the I'm person. Surprised Zelle doesn't have a fee. I don't know, because it's, it's attached straight to our bank account. Yeah. So I don't know why that's, but that's why I like Zelle better. I am racking
0: my brain right now trying to think of the app that I use to transfer money whenever somebody, like, pays Cash, for dinner or Cash something. App? No, it's not Cash App. Let me see if I can find it. This is so irrelevant, but I really feel like I need to, look.
1: <laughs> now my phone's having a fit. I'm I'm technically challenged. And so I I, I try to keep it simple for um, Venmo. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not on Venmo.
0: Yeah, there's too many of these damn things.
1: I know, I agree.
0: But I'm always griping about how the media and everybody else tries to just give us two options so i guess i shouldn't complain about all the other options
1: i just don't get, i just don't want to be confused i mean it all <laughs> confuses me anyway so i just try to keep it simple and just be like okay here's your two options mm-hmm. don't try to give them too many because then that means cuz i also do the books for friends of lancaster oh, so it means yeah. i have to go out to all these accounts and how reconcile big, them. how big of a pain in the butt is
0: it to put together a charity like that i mean with all the Hoops, you got to jump through with the IRS or the federal government. Actually,
1: uh, surprisingly, I had no clue because I, I I'm actually a corporate a fixed asset accountant. Okay, so I've been working in the corporate world okay. for like seventeen years. So this
0: is nothing.
1: Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the thing: corporate accounting mm-hmm. and nonprofit accounting. Two different things. Yeah, I'm no, sure. way different. Yeah. So I had to do a lot of research. So I just went out there, started looking because um, I, I knew that I loved this and I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to be a live. I, I didn't want to be held liable if something were to happen. Right. So just went out there and educated myself. Went and got our name mm-hmm. through the Secretary of State. And then I had to file, you know, EIN, and yeah. then you had to. I made us a corporation, so What's I that, wasn't held liable. Is it
0: called a five hundred
1: one something or other? Five hundred one c three. Okay. So then, after you get all that, then you go and you submit your your documentation to the to for them to give, become five hundred one c three. Right. So you don't have to for the taxes. I still have to file. You know, taxes every year. I mean, there's nothing that we have to pay in, but right. you still have to go through the process.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, uh, they want to know. They want to count every penny, right? Right. Make sure you used your money, right? Right.
1: <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's rules for nonprofits. I mean, they can't, we can't pay our board, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like a corporate. They can pay board. What's going on?
0: It's okay. But our YouTube people, they're now looking at a picture of Fort Worth Roots logo. Oh. Yeah. But that's cool. So we've we've had such a good conversation that the camera was like, that's enough.
1: That's I'm, enough. I'm taking a break. I wore the
0: camera out. So they can still hear us on YouTube.
1: Oh, well, my my <laughs> friends that's funny because they're like, cat is a lot of extra. So maybe I'm too extra for the camera.
0: Maybe. I need to get one of those extra-proof GoPros.
1: <laughs> well, if you need to plug it in and well, charge it's, it, it's and, okay.
0: They they're used to it. This is the fourth camera malfunction. Honestly, I just need to get a better camera. But this is this has come up in a few of the episodes before, too. I had my camera bag stolen out of my truck about a month, two, three months before I started all this. Mm-hmm. It, no, it was definitely longer. It was like six months before. But I had all my camera gear in there. And I, like an idiot, parked my truck uh, down the street from, it's, it's either called The Trees or Trees. Mm-hmm. It's a venue over there in Deep Elm. And I just didn't think anything about it. I, uh, it was a very well-lit parking lot, oh. and I thought, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't think. I knew better. Yeah. It would have taken half a second to throw that thing under the seat, and I didn't do it. So I feel completely responsible for this. Somebody bashed out my window, stole the camera bag, and uh, so I lost all my good stuff.
1: You are <laughs> such a dork. What? <laughs> that is the meanest thing anybody has ever said, Kat. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Are you, are you married? No. Okay, I was about to say maybe your wife said that to you.
0: <laughs> no, I've heard a lot meaner. Okay, I'm over it. But anyway, so the moral of the story is either don't be a dummy, put your expensive stuff under the seat, or just take an Uber.
1: Wow. Well I just didn't I thought that was just like common knowledge.
0: It is. It really is. And um I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna I, pray for you. I had a complete brain fart that night. <laughs> but
1: especially I, in Dallas. Yeah. You know better? Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum. Yeah. Come on, you know better. <laughs> Friends of
0: Lancaster ever make it to Deep Ellum? Ha. Seems like you might.
1: Well, Okay, so Friends of Lancaster, some, some of these people, that mm-hmm. the, they don't know this. But I, we went out there one time, and normally we're, we were used to serving 150, preparing for 150 people, okay? Yeah. This is why we went to 400. So we're out there, and all of a sudden, we're like oh my goodness this there is on are Lancaster so, yeah on Lancaster there are so many homeless out here uh-huh. what in the heck happened
0: or got out free sandwiches
1: um yeah yeah <laughs> So they, um, uh, one of the police officers, Fort Worth P- PD, shout out to because they actually um, one of the officers that runs that beat would always stop and yeah. like walk the line and protect us, kind of just watching our six. Did he you get know? a sandwich? He, I offered a sandwich. He's like, no, don't give that to them. And uh, <laughs> I'd have taken one. But he told us, he's like, yeah, they're out here because Dallas have been so overwhelmed, they are buying one way t- bus tickets oh, and dropping them God. off in were
0: dallas was dallas
1: to this day that's what cities do I'm, yes they yeah. take they they will buy a bus ticket mm-hmm. and, and they will out. ship them somewhere else yeah I didn't and that's why dallas was over. getting so overwhelmed
0: yeah so the year that we had the super bowl here uh-huh. what year was that you remember don't get it was mm-hmm. a while back i know Anyways. when it
1: had the snowstorm when it i think you're we, right yeah it was okay. when they had the and they were all highways were shut down that yeah. day.
0: And it was like the Super well, Bowl. Apparently, we we ran the same uh, maneuver and packed a bunch of them up on buses and shipped them to, I think, California. Now, I don't know. You can Google it. I'm probably making this up. As I stated before, I do that. Mm-hmm. But I have been told that we've done this a time or two to kind of yeah. empty our streets out.
1: Well, that's what basses have done, too, when they were building, when starting downtown Fort, Allegedly. Fort Worth. Allegedly allegedly. I'm sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't mean to call anybody out or those people be... definitely no, have attorneys. But they have Oh yeah, we don't want to Oh, sorry, take it back. Uh, can we edit that? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, they um they would move bus, bus them out of that area. Uh-huh. Um but right now with Lancaster, I don't know if you've been over off Lancaster Not lately. Okay. So they're like rebuilding everything and like Which
0: part? The past mm-hmm. 30 yeah on, on the, the south side, side of, 30. of 30
1: south side of 30 they're more of those you know distilleries and uh-huh. um little hip you know yeah. bars or whatever are kind of like uh-huh. being be popping, to, up. popping up and um so they're kind of they're, they're making, they're bulldozing a lot of their, because they would build tents and stuff, right. the homeless would, yeah. over there. And they would come back, and everything had been bulldozed over. So there really is, if, if anybody sees an increase of the homeless on the west side of Fort Worth, again, every they're they're kind of trying to get them out of that area um, huh. and not letting them sleep on the, the streets as I'm much as you the brought before. that up.
0: Because we were at... Uh there is a hotel at Lancaster and I think that's Henderson mm-hmm. right there. Um, I get university and Henderson mixed up all the time. Anyway, they were nice enough to let us use the conference room and so we recorded two episodes there and I look out the window and there's all these homeless right there at that corner and I'm like, that's A little weird, they usually don't uh, hang out down on the side, right. so that makes sense now,
1: yeah. And that's why I like okay, so my office where I work is off Seventh uh, and University, okay? So nice we're up there, yeah, right. So there's a lot of them that you know go to lunch in mm-hmm. the Montgomery Plaza area and yeah. stuff like that. That's why you see uh, an increase of them walking and in uh, on the streets or you know asking for money or whatnot, and there's God bless him. There is a gentleman, he's homeless and he's one of those aggressive ones. Mm. And I'm I'm good for, you know, giving out and handing somebody money or buying a meal or, or that. Um but he he he's he's the aggressor that will go on your car and like bang on the door or bang on the window and be like and you could be on the phone. So he's at the Chipotle right there. And that's not good. And I think I've seen every day at lunch uh, you know go in and he's always but i, I almost get i almost don't want to go in anymore because he's just he's so aggressive it scares yeah. me sometimes yeah. so like anytime i go to lunch over there i'm like i go with my friends or somebody else a coworker or something because mm-hmm. i don't like to enter by myself or walk out yeah. and it, he's probably just innocent enough but yeah. it's
0: it's enough to make you it's
1: enough to make you uncomfortable sure and I mean, um, one of the one of the officers that lot, a lot of the officers go over there um, to eat as well. And one of the officers said even while we were walking out and it had even warned him. He was like, "You've got to stop being so aggressive." He's like, right. "Just done Just was upset about it."
0: Yeah, but that's how people get hurt. Unfortunately, yeah. if he doesn't knock that off, it's he's going to yeah. do that to the wrong person. Right, that's how that eventually plays out. Right so um yeah that's that's weird that that displacement's taking place yeah. but it's uh i, I that's guess why it's I inevitable.
1: See west west fort worth over here um you know off camp Bowie too there's mm-hmm. and i hear that i haven't found it uh, but the officer that um i go to church with he also is a fort worth pd mm-hmm. he, he he works this area and he's told me you know over here off chapel creek in certain areas um they they go in there and you just have tents and camps of them yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I don't know where they, those areas
0: are. But I well, know, I know the White Settlement School District was uh, keeping an eye on a certain area that popped up right by North Elementary. There's this big vacant field and mm-hmm. there were tents popping up in there. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'd put out kind of a, a warning to the staff. And then, uh, by the time I got over there and looked at it, it was completely packed up and gone. So, but yeah, that's weird that that's happening um
1: and I get it. They um, just want to clean things up or, or I get it why they're doing it, but it's also sad and because a lot of those the homeless that i don't they don't have any where to go there's one there's one gentleman um I won't say his name, but I love him to death. he's blind, mm-hmm. but and I've met him while we were out there, and it you know how do you get this poor individual that's blind? How can you tell him to not sleep on the street? He didn't even, you know, we can't see. That's to go crazy. Anywhere. That is crazy. So, that was. Now, how do we,
0: we're going to go off on a tangent now. Aren't we? Um, <laughs> how, do, how do how do you take care of somebody like that? Because, I mean, somebody that's that disabled living on the streets, it seems like the state or the county or somebody, there would be an organization be like, all right, we're going to have to take care of you. Pick them up off the street, take them to somewhere that can help somebody like that. Yeah. I, I. Or do we just, we just pretend like it's not going on and leave them there?
1: And maybe it's because they're so overwhelmed with other people. Or maybe he doesn't want to go. I, I'm not sure.
0: Now, that's the way I've always looked at it is if they're on the street, they don't want to or they, that's where they want to be because there are places that accommodate people that are living on the street. But then, like you said, some people don't want to put up with the deals or the, the the rules and the regulations that come along with housing for the homeless. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to come here, you got to take a drug test or you can come here and stay the night, but you cannot be drunk. You can't Mm -hmm. bring alcohol with you. So they would rather sleep on the street and drink. And, uh, but for somebody that's blind, I mean, the guy doesn't have a lot of options probably Mm -hmm. so,
1: and and that's just one. I mean, there's others that are out there that can't walk or in wheelchairs. And there's a yeah. hospital over there. It's a off, off unit. JPS. Um, no, not JPS. There's a... It just popped up. And I forget the name of it. Um, but it's right over there across from Union Gospel. Because uh-huh. they added on to Union Gospel. Okay. So this is what they told us.
0: Is that on Lancaster?
1: That's on Lancaster. Okay. So um, this is what they told us when they started... Telling people to get off Lancaster Street, the homeless that they they had they had built another shelter or extended, you know, Union Gospel, and right. there was more rooms available and so on and so forth. So they were telling people or the homeless that they had to either be in the shelter or they had to you know get off that area or street area. Mm-hmm. So they were going into you know the the wooded areas or neighborhoods over there, yeah. you know, sleeping in an alley. Cause I'm, they're going to go somewhere. right? They have to go somewhere. Yeah. And so there for a long time where we, we were for, I want to say oh, five months when we were going, we would, we'd have food and prepare to, to give it. We couldn't find them mm-hmm. because they had all gone in, you know, different wooded areas. But now I think after the COVID they're all back in that area. Cause they've got yeah. nowhere else to go. And plus a lot of them, like I said before, they were forced to go and, and Told to go into the convention center, right? Um, and so, anyways,
0: man, that's wild. No, I, I guess my understanding of it is the leading cause of uh, that situation—people being on the streets, whatever—is a is is a mental illness. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've seen a lot of?
1: Yeah, when we've gone out, I've never had any we've never really run into any issues like, sure. I guess um, I'm just asking what
0: what your opinion is of that. Do you feel like most of them are afflicted by some type of mental disability? It's
1: not that mental, um, disorder and or drugs Mm -hmm. that you you can tell when somebody's, you know, you know, high on something, but, and also people that just maybe schizophrenic or just talking you can't understand them or whatever. So yeah, I think, but here in Fort Worth, I haven't noticed, they're not, our homeless are, I don't want to say, they're not crazy. Like if you go to San Francisco Mm -hmm. or a major city that has really high homeless, you know, rates, you're going to get more of the, very dangerous, very progressive type. Yeah. Um, and when I say dangerous, I mean like they're really mentally ill. There's a lot of yeah. people that, you know, are schizophrenic or, or whatnot that are there than I have seen in the Fort Worth homeless community. Yeah. Um,
0: I guess it would take an expert well, that really understands that situation. Cause for me, whenever I think about that, I'm like, how do you fix that? How do you mm-hmm. get them off the street? I do know that if they don't want to be off the street, there is no way aside of, you know detaining them and then hauling them off to get them off the street they have to want help and some people
1: literally do not want help Mm -hmm. so definitely or they're they're they are there some of them are passing through that's what they do they're travelers sure they backpack from Mm -hmm. city to city yeah and um the dream yeah yeah living (laughs) the dream Man, I wish I could do that. I had a friend that actually went to Australia and yeah. backpacked. him and his him and his wife went and did that, and uh, thought it was the coolest year year of their life. They said they before they wanted to settle down and have kids, they were like, "Let's do this," and they did. Just he,
0: like with no money
1: well i guess they saved up for it and yeah, that, i worked that, that with that him. sounds like fun he living a,
0: under a bridge doesn't sound cool no
1: he was <sighs> an engineer in engineer at my company and one day he came in he's like yeah me and my wife are going to australia we're gonna backpack it
0: yeah what <laughs> that's probably the worst place i can think of outside of like a war zone to backpack through because of the animals and the insects
1: Uh huh. Well, that's,
0: that's where all the dangerous stuff is
1: mm-hmm. all the bad
0: insects all the crazy animals that's that's their place, and they don't. Even, they
1: can't even have guns to shoot them.
0: That's right. They have like really strict gun yeah. laws there too.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Um, but no, they went. They would get a job when money started run, running out. They would get a job bartending, mm-hmm. and that's how they did.
0: it. I I'd I need what? to see a picture of these people. I'm trying to imagine like backpackers from America. They're way younger than
1: me. I mean, they were like they're they're in their twenties. So. Sure. So, but yeah, he, he came back, um, about a year ago, came back to work for us and I said, how did it go? And he was like, we had the best time of our life, you it's know?
0: wild. That does sound cool, but I just, you know, I guess I, uh, I try to identify the problems before they happen and I, I see a lot of holes in the <laughs> situation.
1: I would not be comfortable with yeah. it either. And they shared like there, it is so, um, that's what people do backpack and stuff. So they have, I forget what they call them. Oh, help me out. Um. Anyway, they have rooms, and okay. they have several bunks in these rooms, and okay. they rent them out to people. Yeah. So you and your wife are <laughs> sleeping in a bunked room with other people, and strangers, yeah. strangers that are Pro- doing the same. thing Probably only
0: group showers, or maybe not group showers, but like uh, common area showers. Yeah. Not you don't have your own shower. What
1: is it called?
0: Is it a hostel? Slums?
1: I don't. No, it's not slums. That is bad.
0: Is it a hostel?
1: Hostel. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: I'm just glad I knew a word that you didn't.
1: Oh, pretty, <laughs> thanks for helping the sister out. I appreciate
0: it. Well, I'm pretty impressed with myself right now actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I could do that. I mean, I I uh, I've I've had to stay in situations like that before, so uh I could probably do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could.
0: Not with my wife. That would be weird.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I couldn't do it even just with myself.
0: I wouldn't be able to sleep. Mm-mm. Probably,
1: and I'm I'm one of like you. You said you know you see the holes in everything. You know, look at the bad. That's or right, You yeah. could already predict the bad yeah. things that could possibly happen, mm-hmm. and that's me. And, but I'm also a very um, structured person. I like to have plans to yeah. put out, things of that nature. So that would just seem very chaotic Maybe to me, not knowing where I was going to sleep the next day. We're
0: probably just too old for it. Maybe if we were 18, we'd be like, let's do it. I don't <laughs> care. Roll the dice. And I was
1: like 21, totally. <laughs> yeah, because I, I worked for, during 9-11, uh, I lived in New York. for Oh, wow, really? I, I, was, I worked for American Airlines as a flight attendant. You were in New York in nine eleven. Yes. I had just oh left. God. You want to hear the story? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we had just left LaGuardia Airport like 30 minutes prior okay. to, uh, and I was actually headed here to DFW Mm -hmm. um, and I was going to meet my mom and hang out with her for a little bit and then go back. What time is this? This is in the morning right before the first plane hit the first tower. Okay. So as we're, you know, we're going and everything, my roommate was actually our number one. So when you're a flight attendant, you have a number one that does first class and you have a number two, which is the head of main cabin. Mm -hmm. I was the number two. Well, she pulled me up there, and she said, Hey, we've got the pilot has just asked me to take out all of his food. There's there's an issue with an engine. Huh. And, and so she was just telling me about it. Well, I was concerned about that. And I'm like, Oh, hopefully, just praying to Jesus that it's going to be all right. Well, then she calls me back up. And, of course, at this point, I'm thinking, Okay, we're going down. Well, she tells me, she's like, No, we've got bigger problems. And the pilot tells us that we need to, you know, Look, oh, y'all are in the air. We're in the air. Oh, okay. I, When I say left LaGuardia Airport, I mean, I was a flight attendant. I thought you understood that. No, I, you got to oh, slow down for me. I'm sorry. Let me <laughs> draw a picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so he had told her that we need to get everybody off the aircraft phones. At that okay. time, this how old iOS. Yeah. How old I am this is back when they had aircraft phones. Right. And so we had to get everybody off the aircraft phones, and that we were going to, that our aircraft had been hijacked and re, in the World Trade Center. And at that time, they were already taking, you know, the, that Iranian descent people, I don't want to get pol- politically incorrect here, but they were already taking, you know, credit for it at that time. Right. So we were told to, you know, kind of man the door. And so we did that. And as the captain comes comes over, he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let y'all know that you know we're going to have an un you know we're going to have a stop that uh, in Memphis." And and so everybody was kind of getting upset about that. So I'm walking back to the, the back of the aircraft, mm-hmm. and a gentleman is bawling, and he hangs up the phone. Oh my! And these God. are people that are you from, didn't know yet, did you? No, at this point, I did okay. know. At this point, I didn't know. So th- th- he's bawling, and he hangs up the, 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 the phone. And these are people that are from New York. And then when it's a morning flight, oh, these Jesus. are people that are business people right, uh, during the week. It's probably the so, family back there. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I, I said, you know, and he said, I work in the World Trade Center, and all of my friends are there. I just couldn't help but just to sit and pray over him because he was just sobbing at this point we didn't know the magnitude of it so we weren't able to tell the people what was going on i knew that this particular you know person knew what was going on because he was on the job too
0: right is to maintain like composure don't let this situation get out of control
1: right so went back um up to talk to the the pilot and he said he he's he's in tears at this point he (sighs) said it's much worse than what we thought he said um the world trade center two they've both been hit and one of our aircrafts is missing, and the Pentagon has been hit. At this point, we are thinking we don't even have a world to end, or to even to land in. Right. We thought we are being attacked, and, and, and of course, we're, we're scared also, So because we don't know if we are fixing to be attacked right. ourselves on our aircraft. Sure. So, man... It, these people were so upset because they're like, wow, we're going to get to DFW, you know, not knowing. And he didn't want to cause panic no. in them. So he wasn't telling them. So we were, everybody was being, FAA was telling everybody to land the aircraft or the DFW or not DFW in Memphis. It got really full. We couldn't get a, spe- a a place to land. So yeah. they had to divert us to Nashville. Oh, great. So they got More upset about that. And so we land, and there's no going up to a gate. Uh, All these aircrafts have now been landed. So we had to, it's somewhere out, you know, the field somewhere, we had to park Park this aircraft. and And I had to open the back of my aircraft. As these people are, you know, moaning and groaning about this unscheduled stop, he comes over the, you know, PA system. He's like, Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know the world that we left us that we left when we got on this plane is not what you're fixing to walk into any kind of just gave them, you know, the, the world trade Center are gone and we have been attacked. And these people just, some immediately started crying. Some were just like oh, gasping like what, what, what? And nobody could get a hold of anybody because yeah. the phones were jammed. Yeah. So we're we all leave and man, it's the saddest thing. So, I, I could get all these messages on my phone and it's of my mom and my dad and my sisters and they are just bawling and begging and crying for me. Because they
0: have no idea. They have
1: no idea. They knew I left LaGuardia Airport. They had they they watched my the screen mm-hmm. um, and they were like, but then the dot went away. And they didn't know if that meant that we crashed or whatever. So I can get these messages of my family thinking I'm dead Mm. and crying, but I can't reach out and tell them I'm okay until like five o'clock that evening. And I remember my mom's voice just, she's like, my baby, my baby. Oh Oh, my God, God. I'm the good. I, you know, she's like, I've been dying for your phone call. And she's like, oh my goodness. She's like, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones because there's so many parents that are not getting a phone call, and mm-hmm. I just and she just started praising God, and um. So anyway, I still get a little teared up because well, when yeah. your mama <laughs> starts thinking the, the camera
0: noise. died because I'm starting to tear up. <laughs> Jesus, it would you know what that yeah. was an incredible, awful, horrible thing that just happened. Like when it when it happened, that was awful. Um, but i i think a lot of people have forgotten how impactful that was and i as you're talking about this i'm like i'm remembering these things and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i was extremely removed from it i remember i was sitting in a classroom in uh in high school and they came over the pa and the principal was just uh, very somber and i didn't get it because i'm like buildings get bombed all the time right mm-hmm. you stupid kid but um yeah that that was uh that was crazy and i'm I'm glad you made it through that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even even though y'all weren't directly, directly impacted by it, you, there's so much that could have gone wrong that day just with having to, because they grounded every airplane. Yeah. What did it look like at the airport? I mean, the, you had airplanes in the grass.
1: Well, yeah, airplanes in the grass. Out, I mean, they have what they call bomb shelter um, places. And people, if, if anybody were to, you know, because if anybody were to hijack an aircraft and have a bomb on it or so on and so if people, if you land that aircraft because they want gas or whatever for the fuel for the aircraft, they have like I guess a bomb shelter area too. Yeah. I didn't know about it. Right. I had no idea about it. Um, but uh, they, that's where they put aircrafts as well, and mm. just and they had buses come and pick up the the people and off the aircraft, and it it was crazy. You got to the airport and everybody just. I remember going to the lounge where the pilots and flight attendants go and we're watching it on the news and just, I just start bawling just seeing all these lives just end over and they kept on doing the loop over and over and over again. So you get to see not only the jumpers, but these people that are, you know, bless their hearts it was just horrible very very horrible
0: and burnt and covered in debris and just yeah and you couldn't get a car
1: you couldn't get a hotel room you Mm -hmm. could this is another thing that's crazy is that um went to the airport or we went to the hotel because american airlines and all these other airlines they do have dedicated yeah Yeah. so they have dedicated rooms and spaces for them so we were able to get rooms um southwest airlines was having an open interview Um, At the conference, there at the hotel, probably had trouble that day. Um, not sure how many people (laughs) like left (laughs) the interview. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, because that's how you know that's how they sometimes do it. They have open interviews where you come and just Mm -hmm. you know from all around. So horrible story, but I I lived through it. Like my mama said, she was one of the lucky ones that got a phone call, and there were so many more moms and. Husbands and wives. They, and didn't they didn't get that call. That didn't get that call.
0: Oh, man. I'm sorry.
1: I didn't mean to be like a Debbie Downer.
0: No, no. That's incredible. Um, You know, I hunt for stories like that. And whenever people get to conspiracy theory or they try to talk about 9-11 like they were actually there or that they have some kind of special inside scoop on what actually happened, I'm like, do you know anybody that was there the day it happened? Do you know somebody that, you know... And most of the time when people have a you know special opinion of the situation mm-hmm. they they've never been to New York or they right. certainly weren't there you know so it's it's nice to hear stories from people that were actually there um um in any situation like uh episode what do we do episode three with Ashley Meyer she's the nurse I was telling you about that was up in new york uh, as a response team for uh, coronavirus and it, it's not that new york <laughs> is mm-hmm. is the special place but that's that's uh, another thing that happened the coronavirus hit new york really hard and she was there she mm-hmm. she actually you know saw what was going on mm-hmm. and at the time when i sat down to to have that interview with her i was kind of on the fence about whether or not coronavirus was even real mm-hmm. because there was so much mixed up crap in the media so mm-hmm. it was nice to sit down and talk to somebody that, that was, was in the actually field. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but yeah, that's thank you for sharing your story. Yeah.
1: So I lived in East Rockaway out in, when in New York, and actually the day before East what East Rockaway? Okay. So um, the day before we left um, on you know on this trip to to come to DFW, me and my roommate went to the World Trade Center because we were still doing like we were you young. Gotta be kidding me no we were young we were and we were just you know moved to New York we didn't know we're from Texas you yeah. know and we wanted so we were still in the tourist stage of our <laughs> living there okay right. so we wanted to go see the World Trade Center so the day before we went there
0: damn how crazy, crazy is that yeah.
1: and um, then the next day it was gone
0: damn so. that's wild well I'm glad that you chose the day before to go yes you know? yes God is good <sighs> So now New York, I guess, is defending, de- excuse me, defunding the police department. Is that, is that correct? Did I hear Man, that? Man,
1: that is, to me, my personal opinion is that it's crap. You don't, yeah. def- you, you need your police officers. 20 years ago,
0: they are the ones running into the, the blazing fire and the, the dust and pulling people out of the rubble, and yeah. now they're defunding the police department. So.
1: Well, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, uh-huh. uh, she's like, she wants her patrons her people to call the police if the government what is it what was it you're going to need to call the police you're not going to come in here because she didn't want um like so if the national guard or anybody oh yeah, yeah they don't want them in there like messing with her people and so she's encouraging them to call the police and i'm like wait a minute but you're the one that wants to defund the police. So I'm just like, that's kind of an oxymoron. Well, no, I, I get it. It's
0: a, uh, we're, we're living through some weird crap right now. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't know how this ends or I how know. it plays out, but
1: just can pray. And you know, people poor people and
0: yeah,
1: hopefully we survive through it well, because I'm
0: people can talk about, uh, you know what's good for the country and how to change it and how to get things back on track, but you're actually doing something. You're going mm-hmm. out there and you're feeding the people that need to be fed. You're clothing the people that need jacket, socks, and underwear. Actions so.
1: speak louder than words. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for what you do.
1: Well, thank you. How
0: did, uh, before we get out of here, how did uh, you get into this? Did are, did you create Friends of Lancaster?
1: So a friend of mine, Angela, was actually, mm-hmm. she had done, had a life group, at, and she had done it um, for a while. Mm-hmm. And she was sorry. Uh-oh. Didn't mean to hit that, um, but <laughs> I'll edit that out. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so they, she did it, and then she just kind of, you know, was ready. She had to move and was ready to okay. make a different chapter in her life. And so you I was like, picked up the torch. I did, yeah. and I love it. And it's, okay. I started serving at church, you know, and I just found so much joy in serving others. Mm-hmm. It's it's the biggest high of my life. I enjoy it so awesome. much. So this is not. I feel kind of selfish because it's like gives me so much joy to do it it's yeah. not like a job or anything I don't get paid for it but I really enjoy it way more better than yeah. the job I you know do get paid for
0: <laughs> which you love that job too
1: I, yes I love the job yeah.
0: and you love your boss
1: yes my boss I, him and I <laughs> we've he's been my boss for 17 years and he's, he's learned how to manage me because
0: <laughs> with, as with all you all can extra. tell
1: yeah, with all my extra <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, I am a little little unique.
0: Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. Um, oh, thank you. And to our listeners, if you have an organization like Friends of Lancaster, we'd love to have you on and uh, talk, talk a little bit about how you're helping our community. Uh, you always have a spot here at Fort Worth Roots. Um and then one more time with uh information for Friends of Lancaster. You said it's Friends of Lancaster. Uh,
1: so you can find it on Facebook It's Friend of Lancaster nonprofit or you can email or our website is uh Friends of Lancaster at dot org. Okay.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I years ago I I ran into a list of all the different uh organizations and charities that you could donate to when I we, we had something at work where they would show you what you could donate to with your paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. They'd give you this list. Oh, and yeah. And you'd see uh, a column that said administrative fees. And it was like, 80%, 70%, 95%, 98%, 99%. And I'm like, what is this right here where it says administrative fees? And we broke it open and, and looked into it. That's how much of your dollar goes to the administrative part of the organization. And
1: that's 100% of anybody that are, our donations is given directly so to if, the people. If
0: you don't know, that is unheard of. Almost Look Look at the administrative fees for the Red Cross.
1: United Way, yeah. too.
0: And I'm not going to tell you what that percentage is, but just look it's, into it.
1: Yeah, it really is yeah. it's insane. That's why I give to the nonprofits that go directly to... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. because that's, that's awesome yeah. that uh, other nonprofits are able to... I mean, it's unbelievable that other nonprofits are able to take so much of the dollar and not really yeah. give it... St- to the call. That's us. great. So, thank you for doing that. Oh well, thank you.
0: And thank y'all for listening. And Kat, we'll see you next time you come on the show.
1: I hope I get to come back. For this sure, has been so gotta, much fun. Gotta
0: be nice next time.
1: I'll try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, forward through to listeners. Thank y'all very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Perfect. You did great. Best episode. Do you think so? (laughs) So I
1: bet you tell everybody that. No, don't. I really don't.
0: (laughs) I just like using the buttons. You would too if you had some. You could get yourself a roadcaster. They're pretty awesome. Awesome. They're pretty awesome. Uh, A few notes before I let you go. First of all, and this is really important, so you need to check this out. Just sway with my buddy Lucas Peterson. Just sway's so a podcast about the band Blue October. Um, he just recently got a, uh interview with the lead singer of that band. So I know he's stoked. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Actually, I don't think it's out yet because he just did the interview, so surely not. Lucas really takes time perfecting these episodes before he puts them out, so... Uh, as soon as it's released, I'm going to tell you about it, but that's going to be so awesome. I know it's a huge milestone for Lucas. Congratulations, buddy. I know that was a big deal, um, but getting to interview the lead singer of the band that he's been covering for a while now, a good while. Uh, if you haven't checked out Just Sway, it's on all the podcast media the platforms, whatever. Um, check it out. Uh, it's about Blue October, but it's more about the people that listen to Blue October and how it helped them get through certain situations. Lucas has an incredible story. I think it was episode six, uh, of just sway. Um, uh, but they're all awesome. So anyway, check it out. Uh, if you like podcast, which you do cause you're listening to one right now, uh, you're really going to like his podcast. Uh, Lucas is a great guy and, uh, the content is great, but the, the level of care and attention that he puts into each episode, um, it's, it's incredible. Anybody that uh, has ever put a podcast together can listen to to what lucas does and uh, they'll be impressed but like i said the content yeah, is excellent and he has some incredible guests on with some really powerful stories um that i appreciated um but now he's got a chance to interview the actual lead singer of the band and uh the, some of you might, that might that might seem like a, a a duh moment like of course you know it's about that band so why wouldn't he well, Lucas didn't have any kind of like inside connection with this band. He just started this podcast up. And then over time, word got back to the, the band members. And I think he's had a chance to interview somebody else closely connected with the band or maybe one of the other members. But this is the first time that he's had a chance to interview uh, the lead singer. So anyway, I'll quit rambling about it. You guys need to check it out. It's called Just Sway. Find it on uh, Apple Podcast for sure. Uh, Simplecast, uh, not Simplecast, uh, Spotify, and probably all the other ones too. So, anyway, other note our uh, friend over at uh, Sober Powered Podcast, uh, their podcast is just blowing up. She has put out, uh, I don't know how many episodes, but uh, the the number of listens that she's gotten to her podcast uh, are incredible. You just don't get that with a new podcast. So, she's obviously doing something right. That's Sober Powered Podcast, and you can get that also at the Apple uh, Podcast uh, platform and then Spotify and all the other ones. So check that out. Also, guys, gals, there has been a breach in the consistency of these podcasts. I mean, as far as when I'm releasing them. And I wanted to let you in on the secret. And now I can finally talk about this on social media platforms now that I've said it on the podcast, I guess I've kind of been winding up and waiting for the moment to tell you while I've been unpacking boxes, I got a dream job opportunity down in Austin, Texas. So I have been in the process of moving and then getting used to the schedule and so on and so forth. But I'm back. We, we're we going to start doing these on a consistent basis. And uh, don't worry, Fort Worth Roots is always going to be rooted in Fort Worth. My family, my friends, all of our new friends uh, that have been on the the podcast as a guest, they're all still there in Fort Worth. So there's still going to be a lot of Fort Worth content. But now there's also going to be a fair amount of Austin content. So I think that's a plus for sure. Um, The only reason I would even consider it to be something that people might find to be negative is I've had several people ask me, like, dude, the name of the show is Fort Worth Roots. So they're thinking, well, now that you're in Austin, it can't, come on, man. We we talked about this at the the very beginning episodes. This was always meant to be a mobile podcast, get out and meet people in other places. So that's exactly what we're doing. Kind of in a different format. I was expecting to get into a, a creepy van and travel the country in my little hoopty and all my podcast equipment, but you know, you got to pay the bills first. All right. And, uh, Dr. Stevie, who I I think might be the last recording that I've got that uh, will be released after this one with Friends of Lancaster uh, with Kat. Stevie talks to me a little bit about bridge building. Now, you might not be a podcast uh, enthusiast. You might never start a podcast, but there's probably a good chance that you've got a side hustle or maybe you've considered going into business for yourself. And and Dr. Stevie talks about this in our, our interview, which I believe should be the next recording. Um, bridge building. You, you've got to be able to uh, put something together in order to make sure that your your, your side hustle or your entrepreneur endeavors are successful. Now, I've, I've been a business owner in the past, and I'll tell you right now, the worst thing that you can do is not have a plan, which has kind of been a theme for me <laughs> for a long time. You know, I, I think I've got a plan. And then once I execute, I'd realize, holy shit, no, I, I didn't really plan for anything. Uh, but what you don't know, you just don't know. So anyway, I would encourage you that if, if you have something uh, and you're trying to break into the entrepreneur lifestyle, that you focus on a little bit of bridge building, a little bit of planning, um, which is something that I've always kind of come up short on, So I am going to focus on that. I'm going to take uh, Dr. Stevie's advice and I'm going to start doing a little bridge building of my own so that in the future, I've got the uh, flexibility and the the financial resources to tackle the next project, which would always probably still be getting in a scary van and traveling the country. And I don't know why I keep saying scary van. I just, I think that's probably where it's going to head off. I would like a nice fifth wheel camper, like an open range with all the big slide outs and self-leveling jacks. But realistically, it's probably going to be me in an old utility van. Um, you know, something that doesn't pass EPA regulations anymore and it's kind of rusted out undercarriage and it's just it's going to be bad. But that's that's probably probably what happens. What the hell am I talking about? Why are you still listening to me? Anyway, That's the big moment for me. I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm down on the west side of Austin. It is beautiful down here. I love it. Uh, You know, it's not home. It'll never be Fort Worth, uh, but it is beautiful here, and I absolutely love it. And there's a lot of really cool stuff down here. It's got a very thick uh, artist vibe going on, and uh, I'm digging it. I think we're going to have a lot of fun down here. And you're coming along for the ride, right? Yeah, cool. Make sure you follow the podcast. So whenever I do update, when I put something out, you've got it there to listen to. Hold on just a second. Okay. I'm all better now. had like a pot of coffee this morning. What else is there to talk about? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in so long. That that really is it, and I should shut up. But uh, you know what happens? As soon as I turn this recording off, I think of something that I should have said, something that I should have told you. Don't forget to check out Kat, uh, Friend of Lancaster, at friendsoflancaster.org. Check that out. Make sure you support that. What an incredible episode. I want to have more episodes like this where we dig into our guests' uh, personal life and pull out all their old stories. Those are the important, fun ones. It's cool stuff. Hi, phone. I swear to God, I put that on silent. What are you doing over there? Hmm? Trying to sabotage the whole thing? Good job. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for not disappearing. Um, The analytics are crazy. Awesome. Looking at the past month and I haven't put out hardly any material and we still have people listening to the podcast. That's, that's powerful stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, every time you listen to the podcast in whatever part of the world you're in, it pops up on this map this interactive map. And I want to find a way to put that up. Whenever I'm interviewing people, like a TV in the background, like maybe wall mounted or something and like have the the map zoomed in. So you can see there's like people in Australia and in India, Russia, uh, all over the place. It's just wildly cool. And then of course, Fort Worth is just all lit up with all the little towns around Fort Worth. So it's cool. It's, it's more awesome. Hey, here's something we could talk about. The election's coming up, Right. That's going to be so screwed up. I've I've decided that I went and bought some extra peanut butter today. By the way, if you're trying to figure out what you should get to make sure that you've got the caloric value in a cheap container that won't go bad, peanut butter, it's peanut butter. So I bought, I bought an extra thing of peanut butter because elections coming up. It doesn't matter who wins. There's going to be riots. Uh, sleepy Joe wins, um, riots, uh, Uh, orange-faced Trump guy, he wins. More riots. Lots of riots. So many riots. They should have never gotten rid of Tulsi Gabbard. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show. And I will see you, hopefully, next week. I'm not going to commit. I'm just not. But I promise you, as soon as I can get the next one out, it will be out. And that should be next Monday. See, there I go, making promises. Where's my butt? I like my buttons. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you soon. Have a great week. I love you. Bye.